Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Don't Yuck My Yum, the podcast where my wife and I make each other watch things, and then we decide whether we yuck it or yum it. I'm your host, Carly Gilchrist, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Courtney Gilchrist. This is our second take. We tried to do a first take, but our cat was distracting us. She's now wanting to mess with the cables behind the TV. She seems to find a new thing every day that she's like, I'm going to just mess with this and play with this and ruin it. And <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, I think all cat owners out there but we understand. Yeah, but I can't, can't blame her because she just got surgery. She just got spayed and she hasn't been able to exert all the energy. She hasn't been she, able to play as. No. So she's getting her energy back, but we still can't play with her. So it's like, you just kind of have to, you know, take that energy and place it somewhere else or just calm her down. Yes. Calm her So unfortunately, poor baby has a lot of energy built up. Yeah. So she's getting a little rowdy. So hopefully in the next couple of days, she'll be really You healed. need to calm down. And then we can start playing with her. Yeah. Um, so, how does it feel that we are already re- lying to the listeners? Because clearly from seeing the title of this episode, they're going to go, wait a minute. This isn't Paul Thomas Anderson's weird Daniel Day-Lewis makes dresses phantom thread film. This is... It what was, is this? This was, is something more more popular that people know about. It was an unintentional lie. It's not a weird art film that he's into for some reason. <laughs> but this isn't the first time that we've done, like, blockbuster films. Like, we've done yeah. we did the Spider-Man films. We did the Justice League stuff. So it's like, we, we'll do our, like, okay, this is, like, a personal favorite from when I was younger. Or we'll do something like 9 to 5 where it's just some obscure film that most people these days probably don't talk about as much but know of but know of um and then sometimes we'll just randomly do a franchise so this week we did the hobbit and we did all three yeah we did all three we're gonna talk about all three i think we had full intentions of watching phantom thread but then like one night like as the new um rings of power show came out lord of the rings has just kind of been in the forefront of the world right now so everyone's been hating it and the Hobbit them. movies have always been a topic, but I've never seen them. Yeah. So, uh, I Which think, I'm surprised by, honestly. Well, it was never like, I didn't really have friends. So like, hey, you want to go see The Hobbit in theaters mm-hmm. or nothing like that. Or no one ever was like, hey, let's watch The Hobbit movie. It just never came up. But you had seen The Lord of the Rings I had seen all The Lord of the Rings when I was a kid. The f- family and I, with Dad, we watched all of them. Wow. Back to back. It was like a marathon thing. I'm, I'm sure your dad... Was very happy about that. I think he had a good time, honestly, because <laughs> we were young and he's just like, it was bonding experience. Well, actually, I did go on a hike with him and he did talk about, he remembers watching them, but he doesn't remember uh, watching all of it because he, well, he just said like, it was just so much, it kind of just washed over him. Sure, yeah. So, I, but he said like, I think he said he'd be interested to watch them again. I'm like, really? I mean, they are actually great films. Like a dad could watch these films, you know? Yes. And not be like. Uh. <laughs> just uh. Uh. we do all the special effects uh, yeah. or something um which the unfortunately the hobbit film is like that oh it's like that times a million yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that briefly but uh yeah and you know I, everyone's talking about rings of power and i've been really getting into tolkien lore over the last couple of years because i read technically listened to the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. I did the Silmarillion. I just did the Children of Hurden. Now I'm planning to do Unfinished Tales. So I was like, I could watch these again. Yeah, it's been a while. And I remember not hating them. And I would say on this watch around, I kind of feel the same as I did back when I first saw them. Yeah. So I guess I will ask you now up top, babe, do you yuck it or do you yum it? Ooh, this is good. I what think. Do you think? This is going to be an in-between, like, it's not a full yum, but it's not a full yuck. It's more like a mm, well, meh. What, what did you think of, like, each film individually? Like, a yuck or a yum? Oh, um. Could do that. I, honestly, mm. it was all the same. <laughs> all the same, just kind of like, ah. Uh, like, it's like, is that terrible? But there's yeah. too many things that I have issues with to make me yum it. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like, issues. Just like, yeah, certain things about 
how they filmed and did each of them. I'm just mm, like, mm-hmm. see, Big all bad. of these things kind of made me not be able to fully give it. Like, I didn't think it was the worst movies ever. Like, it was clear. Like, I think it was well made to a certain degree. Yeah. And, like, they had really good actors. And I think if they didn't have these good actors, I don't think the film nearly would have been no. as palatable as, as oh, it was. No, clearly not. I think one thing I do like about these films is that even though these are like this this is basically Lord of the Ling Lord of the Ding Lord of the Lings, I almost said. Um these these they try to make these movies basically Lord of the Ling Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings light is what I meant to say. Because the Hobbit book is very much a small scale type tale. But isn't it more like uh now I wouldn't say short stories, but different tales within The Hobbit, but it's not like a full consecutive story. No, no, it is a full story. Oh, why did you always make me sound like it wasn't? Well, because there's a lot of random stuff that happens. It's oh. very much like a children's tale because, you know, the, Bilbo gets hired by the dwarves and Gandalf, and then they run into trolls, and then they run into goblins, and then they the eagles, and then this. It's like they run... they come across so many different characters that i can understand like yeah it does feel like yeah it's just a bunch of random stories but no it is them it's the one adventure and it's just them running into all these kooky and crazy characters and all that kind of stuff but the hobbit film is i mean the hobbit book is more small scale it was meant to be a children's book lord of the rings was kind of the big epic fantasy story that tolkien wrote so those films match what those books are trying to be these films try to be what lord of the rings was but with a story that didn't really have that do you know what i mean yeah it didn't really it doesn't really have that big scale impact they try they definitely try they really try they kind of i eh, did they fail uh, a little bit a little bit a little bit yeah so Wait, okay, so is there any questions you have up front? Is there anything that you... Well, like, I guess I I'm going to start with um, the things I liked. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to start with the things I liked. Like, okay, I liked... I think my one of my favorite was that first, like, half hour or so of the first film when, yes. you know, you start off with old Bilbo and... <laughs> Um, Frodo and picking up like right where that first Lord of the Rings film started. Yeah, but, I do like that. But do you kind of go back a little more and see what mm-hmm. was happening before Gandalf knocked on Bilbo's yeah, door. Just what he was doing. What he was day. doing that day, yeah. and it was fun because then they like, brought it full circle at the very end of the third film to that moment when Gandalf does knock on Bilbo's door. So I did like that. Yeah. Um, I loved meeting the dwarves mm-hmm. and having them all come in and barge in on Bilbo. Yeah. And I just think, Mar- is it Martin Short? Martin Mar- Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, thank yeah. you, sorry. Who plays Bilbo. Who plays Bilbo. Mm-hmm. I thought they picked, they casted him very well. Perfectly. Yeah. I, th- I think he's a great Bilbo. I think he just, he, like, as I imagine the character in the book, he kind of is that... Now, I will say, like, the films do take liberties of, like, how the characters are, I guess I should say, characterized. Yeah. Because it definitely feels like in the Hobbit book, everything is more whimsical. Uh-huh. Like I said before, these movies try to be what Lord of the Rings are. And even in the Lord of the Rings books, you have your whimsical characters, but you have your more serious characters. This film, or these films, try to be more serious. And it's like, how are you going to sell... You know, this big, like, fun, whimsical film. I think it could work, but I can understand why they didn't go that route because it may come off as goofy, you know? Yeah, because if, because people know the Lord of the Rings films first and they're yeah. going to automatically compare them to that. Yeah, which I think is, that was the detriment to these films. They tried to make it too much like Lord of the Rings. I think if they had tried to do it differently, it would have stood out and people would have appreciated them for what they were. Maybe, maybe not, because you know how the minds of the majority think, and I think they would have been like, what is this? This looks nothing like Lord of the Rings. because people suck. Because they're like, <laughs> it's not like the thing that I liked when I was young. That's basically <laughs> what the world we live in now. Um, but, but yeah, I love... Well, I, I was just... Go ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, because they did have... In, there were intentions of these films to be different 
from the Lord of the Rings, but I think it's because they brought back Peter Jackson. That's why they turned it, it turned back into that. Yeah. Because originally Guillermo del Toro was going to do them. And if, if you, you know who Guillermo, you know. Yes. Yeah, so then Pan's also. Labyrinth, Hellboy. Mm-hmm. And then you also mentioned how originally it was not going to be filmed in New Zealand. Well, I, see, I don't know exactly. I think it was like, it was going to be filmed in New Zealand, but then there was something about, I don't know, what they were going to have to pay to film in New Zealand. And so they were going to move the films to London or to the UK in the countryside, but then New Zealand passed the Hobbit law, which basically means like any outside filmmaking company can pay New Zealand uh, production teams less. So basically, like, the New Zealand film industry is, like, ruined because of these films. Because now any outside big-budget films that come in to be filmed, those people don't have to be paid as much. Right. It's something weird with, like, the unions. It's all this it's, it's all this political-type stuff. But basically, these, these films ruin the film industry in New Zealand. <laughs> so everyone films their, their f- movies in New Zealand now because they don't have to pay them as much. Like the new Avatar film. Oh. It was made on cheaper labor. That's, and, yeah. So it's like there, there's that stigma with these films that's kind of bothersome. Um, but then also I was going to say – oh, then I was just going to say Guillermo del Toro had originally intended to just do two films. Right. This is just going to be a two-parter, one, you know, one, two, that's it, done. But instead they had to expand it into like three whole films. Right. Which – I don't know. Do you think it was necessary for them to do that? Do you think they could have shortened it? They did feel too long. Like, these movies were all, like, over two and a half hours. Yeah. And I'm like, a lot of this stuff, I was like, do we need all of this? Like, in-between stuff? Like, Like, it felt forever just to get things going with the first film. The first film, yeah. The first film feels like a first act. Like, that the whole film does. Like, it feels like half the movie is a first act, and then there's a second act, and then it just ends, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the third film, or the second film feels like the third act, and then the last film just feels like, okay, and- we're still going. We're still in the third act. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange story to adapt because, so in the book, um, what kind of makes the book shorter, too, is a lot of the characters that they include in the films aren't there. A lot of the stuff with Gandalf isn't in the book at all. What we see in what the we film. S- yeah. yeah, what we see Gandalf, that was what he was doing during the events of The Hobbit. He was going after the necromancer, and he was um, he learned that it was Sauron, and they banished him away. But it was never told in The Hobbit book that that's what was happening. I don't even know if it was told in the Lord of the Rings books, it may have been explained in, like, the appendices after Return of the King. So it's, like, this whole... It was this whole other thing they had to tack on. But I get why they did it. You know, because they wanted to expand the story. And it would be kind of weird to be, like, Gandalf's leaving. Why? I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't know we don't know. I mean, it would have been kind of funny if they did it that way, but I can understand I think it would have been funny if, chose to include it. if they just kept it... Instead of going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth... If they kept it as the uh, dwarves' perspective, and then they're like confused, like where's Gandalf going? Why is he always leaving? As well as then the audience would be just as confused, like we don't know what's happening with Gandalf either. Yeah. And then to have him come back at the end, and you're like, oh my gosh, Gandalf, he's finally back! And then kind of almost have like a little flashback montage of what he was doing then we could see then yeah. we're like oh that's what was going on yeah, but it possible. didn't have to be as long as what they did it yeah well these movies especially the first two they have a tendency to why am i saying the first two all of them do it they have this tendency to just make the scene so long the sequences are forever it especially forever for the fight happen. sequences yeah. or the escaping sequences yeah everything is like 10 minutes it's it's crazy because the lord of the rings films even the theatrical editions are longer than all three of these films but somehow they don't they feel shorter they feel brisker Mm -hmm. more brisk i don't know grammar i feel grammar (laughs) and in in school i don't know if you knew that but it does make a lot of sense doesn't it? you failed grammar i'm pretty sure i failed grammar (laughs) it does make sense yeah but um words are hard words are hard but the words are hard in these. I gotta tell you, I'm just gonna say this. I love the Tolkien lore. 
Oh my gosh, when taken... you l- listen to stuff and I can hear it, it sounds like you're listening to another language. Because I am. Because you are. <laughs> and I'm is. like, I don't, because it's a lot of names. It's a lot of names of people, names of places. I'm like, what? That, and the thing with like the later Tolkien stuff, especially when he was going back and revising stuff from the first and second age of Middle Earth, all the names are just so similar. It's just, it all blends together. So what I like about The Hobbit is that everything is simple. Hobbit, Mirkwood, Lonely Mountain, Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, these Wolves. are all simple things. But I was just saying, the thing about The Lord of the Rings is that those films and those stories are built to have a lot happening. So yes. the ball just keeps rolling and rolling. With The Hobbit, they took a smaller story and expanded it. So it's like you got to expand all the scenes, all the moments. Mm-hmm. It feels like it goes on forever. But, okay, I think we could real quick just break down each film. What would you say? I guess for the first film, I yeah. like, you I like, like the, the beginning. I like the introduction of the characters. Yeah. I like the chaoticness of the dwarves coming in and, like, uprooting Bilbo's quite quite quaint quiet little life yeah and that's good good humor Mm -hmm. um i guess in the second film i like it's like i'm trying to like separate each of them because they all run together they all they all do run together (laughs) uh so the second film is that when we we haven't even seen smog yet yeah smog is like the climax of that film right um so that the second film was when they when they meet the elves, right? Yes. Yeah, they meet the elves of Mirkwood. Well, they get attacked by the spiders. Oh, I hate the spiders. Yeah, you hated the spiders. You were freaking out. Oh, I hated those things. Ugh. That was awful. Was that worse than Shelob in Return of the King? The yes, dro- the one because giant there's spider? there's so many of there's them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. So that was terrifying. So, but I guess they did a really good job because it freaked me out. Yeah. Um, so I guess that was... I think for the second film, I liked seeing Bilbo kind of come into his own and have... Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of became the main rescuer guy. Yeah. And that's that's the same in the book. It's basically the dwarves get into something and then Bilbo's, Bilbo's the one who saves the one who them. saves them. Because he's able to... Well, because one, he's smaller. S- sneak around. But then he also finds the ring right so he uses the ring to get around and be Mm -hmm. invisible and whatever Mm -hmm. i liked um i can't remember if this is in the book but i like how they show there's certain things that they show in these movies like winnie has the ring on that's kind of cool like he can hear the spiders talking yeah that was interesting though like when you when he doesn't have the ring on you know the spiders are just making (laughs) yeah making sounds and it's awful and then when he puts the ring on then he can can understand them yeah they're like feast feast yeah but he can actually hear their like whoa that's freaky and then even in the third film when he he's running through the battle sequences he's seeing all like the orcs they're all just like black like just dark black shapes and then all the elves are like bright yeah like glowing yeah that was which i thought was really cool yeah um yeah, I think uh, I I think going back to these, I thought okay, I feel the same way about each one. Like the first one, I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. The second one, I think, is the best, except for the barrel scene. The barrel scene is ridiculous. The barrel scene made me think of a ride at Disney. <laughs> There's so many things in these movies that make me think this could be a ride. Yeah. Oh, this could be a ride because it's so long and just. Why are all these films? look like they should be actually video games i know i have an answer um so do you want to know i do want to know okay so from what i understand and this is just from research from other things that i've seen like other videos but they said that apparently so the human eye um we we see everything in like 60 frames per second i guess that's kind of like what they've figured out they filmed this movie in 45 frames per second, which is unheard of. The reason you don't film things um, in lower frame rate is because it hides a lot of the stuff. It's the movie magic, you know? Mm-hmm. It hides a lot of the things that the human eye can see is not real. Well, when you dial that up to almost to how we can see things, you can see a lot of just, like, the the faults in these movies. You can see how fake the CGI is. 
as good as I like the makeup on everything, you can see, like, you can see, like, the lines and the wigs, and you can see it's just not as good. Like, we can, we can just tell that it's not as good. Um, they also filmed this in 3D for some reason. Oh, I was wondering about yeah. that. And in 5K. So they filmed this and tried, they tried to film this in, like, the best quality quality and it makes it look terrible yeah it's too crisp almost to where it's not yeah it just looks wrong it looks wrong it's too like shimmery and shiny um it makes the cgi look bad all the cgi look blatantly obvious being cgi i'm like well that's fake and you could yeah. physically see, like, for example, Orlando Bloom's character, Legolas, fighting. You could clearly see when he transitioned from, oh, there's Orlando Bloom. Oh, that's CGI. Yeah. Oh, back to Orlando. Oh, now he's fake again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so obvious. It's, like you said, it looks like a video game. It does. It looks like a video game. And they also have that weird sequence when they are in the barrels, when all of a sudden it looked like it was a home video being taken that was of weird. the water. I always thought, I don't, I'm, that was a weird choice. It cuts from... The barrels, yeah, it cuts from just being them going down the river to, like, a POV shot of someone with, like, a camcorder going yeah. down, like, rapids or something. Yeah, like, that's what I, I would picture with, like, somebody who's on a white water rafting trip from their summer vacation. Yeah. And you, someone's holding a camera while going down these rapids. Yeah. And that's what it would look like. They're forcing you to watch it. Yeah. And they're like, look oh, this. so much fun. Want to watch my three-hour white ra- uh, rapid oh, river trip? I would rather watch The Hobbit. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, just they just don't look good. No. And then a lot of this stuff is like the stunts that these guys were doing. I'm like... Oh, yeah. Like, especially in the third movie when you uh, meet... Was it Bard. Ba- Bard? Bard. Bard. Yeah. He's supposed to be the descendant of the he, guy who originally shot the dragon smog. Yeah, but he failed and everyone's like, "You're you're an idiot, Barb, because your great-grandpappy didn't kill a dragon." Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like he's just a guy, he's human, and he's jumping around all over the mm-hmm. built like they're really poorly built town. And somehow everything yeah. breaks so easily, like it's <laughs> a little twig. It's like, man, you guys must have mold in every single house. Well, because, they do live on a lake. Because so. everything breaks so easily. It's a terrible, But awful he's place. doing, he's jumping around from building to building and yeah. doing all of these, like, stunts and acrobatics. I'm like, dude, you would have died mm-hmm. by any of this. A lot of this you should not be able to physically do. Like, this is stuff, okay, I can see Legolas doing Because this. he's always been very hoppy, jumpy. He's a and nimble. Nimble guy. And he's an elf, so you're like, okay, he must be special and he can do all that other yeah. stuff. But not this guy. No. Or even the dwarves. Yes. Yeah, that is another problem. Like, especially the, the goblin scene yeah. in the first film. Yeah, when they're escaping the goblin dungeons and it's just like, Oh, it's almost, it's just crazy. It's just like a CGI mess of and the goblins are attacking from all sides. They're in no danger whatsoever, even though they're running uh, you know, through these, Over like, these rickety and yeah. these bridges and it's like I get that they're dwarves, but it's like dwarves are stocky, heavy things, you know? It's like they can't just like sprint yeah. through through stuff. So yeah, that whole sequence is bad. You just compare that to it's hard not to compare these to the Lord of the Rings, but they kind of made us do it. Um, you compare that to like when the Fellowship is in Moria in the first oh, Lord yeah, of the Rings Oh yeah, and they're film. running through, yeah. Yeah, and it just feels so much more like dangerous. Yeah, the and... te- the tense, the intensity of it is high. It's high, yeah. Because uh, you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, but here it's just like, oh no, I think they're going to be fine because they seem to be indestructible for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what did you think of... I mean, I think clearly the best scene in the entire series is uh, Bilbo and Gollum. They they nailed that scene perfectly. That, they did that well. Yeah. Gollum just... just I know. Freaks me out. I don't like looking at him. He unnerves me. So they did well with that. He looks better in this movie, too. Like, he looks great in the originals, but, like, mm-hmm. definitely for him, 
they enhanced yeah. the, the special I effects. Could see, he looks really good. I could see Andy Circus's face. You can, yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's him. Yeah. 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 It's like even just like in his face, you're like, oh, yeah, that's him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the riddle game and stuff, yeah, that's the straight games, out of the book. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they incorporated that. You know, that's just a fun fact. But if you look up early depictions of Gollum, I think one of the earliest artist renderings of what they thought Gollum looked like, they made him look like like a big thing sticking out of the water. Like he's not like this weird little gross goblin man or something. Because I think if you actually read The Hobbit, there isn't that much of a vivid description of what Gollum looks like. Tolkien kind of left that up to us to To picture. It wasn't until Lord of the Rings where he kind of described him more so that's where we get the version of him that we know but originally when the hobbit came out people just everyone probably thought like a different way of how Gollum looked sure yeah um but yeah that sequence is pure perfection i think that's probably the best part of the entire series unfortunately it's in the first movie (laughs) so it's like after that well no i think the smog scene is good see i was gonna say i thought the smog um dragon was really good yeah like i thought benedict cumberbatch's voice just fit that perfectly i thought he did Mm -hmm. really well yeah and just yeah and just having some greedy gold loving dragon and but very intelligent Mm -hmm. and yeah so evil and so evil yeah i do like that i like how they really lean into he's just a giant evil douchebag dragon yeah <laughs> like he they they're not gonna try to reason with him or just be like oh that or work something out yeah, like, and smog is please, gonna change his ways no. could you please leave and let us come home no yeah no smog is just he's evil and he likes it he likes being bad mm-hmm. um and i think the sequence when he's destroying lake town's good even though it's awful yeah oh that's another thing i was gonna say why is everything so easy to behead in these films? <laughs> Especially in these films. Yeah. There's a lot of beheadings. A lot of beheadings. We should, we everything. I I think, yeah, if, if it's like a a drinking game. If you ever went back and just just drank every time something got beheaded, you'd be drunk off your butt. But, yeah. <laughs> but it do, No, it does. Ha- after you mentioned it, I was like, this. it does happen a lot. And I think after you mentioned it, it happened like five times. Like in the same scene. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe like three. But like, still, I was but like, all the time. Was Everything got beheaded all the time. Yeah. Mostly orcs. Mostly orcs got Mostly beheaded. Yeah. Beheaded. I don't think you see like um, no, good uh, guys get beheaded. Uh, no, but that's what I mean. Like all bad things got beheaded. Yeah. Like the the dwarves were just beheading things left and right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's again, I just think they're too, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? In... They're too strong. They they just there's just no not Dwarves, a lot of tension. Yeah. Are you, oh, you're just saying like the movies. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. No, I know, but dwarves are very capable. Like we know that. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I love. I was gonna say shout out to Richard Armitage because ah, oh, perfect. You like, like him a lot. He's a you're a brilliant actor. The yeah. voice alone is just very like he's great as Thorin. Yeah, captivating and holds a lot of weight, and you he's a very like leader type. So when he did you know get all gold sickness dragon sickness dragon sickness yeah. and wanting to just i'm like dude snap out of it so like i think they so the film did well with that like making you get frustrated with him because mm-hmm. you're like no what are you doing you've come so far yeah. just to end up like this there were like little things there that i i appreciate like i could tell as much as like probably peter jackson gets a lot of hate for making these films he I think he tried his best because he didn't have as much prep time and all that, but I could still see there were little bits of like his his thinking into how certain scenes were were done. Mm-hmm. Like especially with um especially with Thorin's dragon sickness. So like when he says to Frodo he he will not part with a single coin. Yeah, but, and like how he's talking sounds just like Smaug. Like it's like yeah, it sounds like Smaug, and he like they slow it down. So I can tell yeah. like oh that's very Peter Jackson. That's very like the very weird thing he would do. I think of that, and then I also think of uh, the scene back in Fellowship of the Ring when Saruman and Gandalf are fighting, and then for some reason Gandalf is just spinning on the ground. <laughs> Remember that yeah yeah it's it's like those little things where i'm like oh that's a nice little little weird 
filmmaking touch that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I could still see there were bits of that in these, but it's just, yeah, just the way they were made overall. Like, you could just tell everything was fake. The CGI was... I'm sure it would have been good if they had filmed it differently. I I don't think I would have nearly as as a problem with them if they didn't look like video games, if the CGI wasn't over the top and completely you know not real looking and if they could just condense scenes a little more maybe not make these scenes drawn out such as as long as they were mm-hmm. um because there were a lot of good parts mm-hmm. but yeah it was just kind of like it was that it's just wrong enough to be like don't really want to watch this again <laughs> no like we even saw that I, I didn't notice this because i hadn't seen the third movie i think since i saw it in theaters there's the part where um, the Elf King and Bard are going up to the Erebor, the the Erebor doors of where the gate, Doran, yeah. the gate, and they blocked it off. And you can see the elves, like the army of elves. Oh, I was like, well, that's all the same person. It's all the same person. It's clearly they copied and pasted the same face on yeah. all those elves. Like, yeah. it, like when you watch the original films, you can see, oh, these are all real people. Yeah. You watch the behind the scenes of those films, it's crazy. Oh, the amount of extras, yeah. The amount of extras. I don't think they used a single extra in that scene. No. I think it was all just computer-generated elf. elf. Yeah. Warrior elf that they all, and they just, yeah, like you said, just copied it and just made a ton of them. I think the most extras you get are probably, like, the people of Lake Town. Right. And that's probably it. I did not like lake town <laughs> uh, yeah it is kind of bothersome you know it's it, kind of it felt thing. like i was taken out of the lord of the rings world and it was put into another one yeah. like it didn't feel like the same world yeah it felt like it, i don't know like it like i know there is men that mm-hmm. live there but it didn't feel like the type of people that the lord mm-hmm. of the rings usually has like they were yeah. very british and they were very like yeah, you had, like, the Stephen Fry played the master of the town. It was very, like, my gold and the poor people. And it's it, that feels like something you'd watch in some, like, historical romance type thing. Well, I, not even, not romance, because there's nothing romantic about yeah. that. Well, town. like, a romance in, like, the like the classical sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I and mean, you have, like, the weird guy, the, oh, was the little weasel Anthony man. Anthony or something? Or An- An- Alfred. Alfred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's basically Wormtongue, but in yeah. this movie. Right. Yeah. He's just like... <laughs> no, he was very annoying. I was like, does somebody just kill this guy or get yourself killed? <laughs> well, he does get himself killed in the extended edition. I saw... It's really dumb. Do you want to hear what happens? Oh, no. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing but it looks like he acts it so it's after he tries to run away with the gold and his bra thing yeah because he dressed like a woman to like hide woman. yeah yeah um he accidentally like launches himself from a catapult into a troll's mouth and the troll like chokes on him <laughs> i'm serious that's what happens and then the, the troll falls over and then it looks like he's dead the troll's dead and looks like Alfred's dead in his in his mouth because his feet are dangling out. Oh my god! It's really dumb. I tried to look up some of the extended ones because I'm like, oh, what would the extended editions of these be like? And it seems a lot of the scenes I'm like, yeah, we don't need this. No. It just felt it to me. It's like I don't need to see more of this. Where I feel like the Lord of the Rings extended editions, there. I mean, what's cut out is like, yeah, you don't necessarily need it to get the feel of the films but there's it's still like i want to see more those movies make you want to see more of what's going on but then there's some stuff that they cut out where you're like oh i wish they didn't cut that out like saruman's death in the original films like they don't really show that in the theatrical editions but in this one it's like oh here's thorn's funeral it's like okay like it doesn't really add much you know you kind of get that lamentation of thorn's character with bilbo crying over him and then you know, all the other doors surrounding his body. Um, should we talk about the love triangle? Yes. <laughs> how do we feel about that? Because I absolutely despise it. I want to see how you feel about it. I didn't think it was necessary, I think, for Legolas to be a part of it. Yeah. It, it, that is kind of a weird thing to make Legolas a jealous person. But it's almost... But, like, at the same time, it's not a blatant love triangle because it's, like... 
everybody else is saying, oh, Legolas has feelings for her, but he never does anything to make you think he does have feelings for her. Like, if you actually just watch him interact with her, there's nothing, he's not flirting, there's no romanticizing with it, like, he... He's pretty just normal, like like he'd be talking to anybody when he talks to her. It's actually, that's interesting you point that out, because I'm thinking, I did see some behind-the-scenes stuff. Evangeline Lilly mentioned that she was brought back for reshoots. So I think originally they may have had the whole, like, her and setting up her and Keeley being some sort of romantic thing to make his death more tragic. But... From what you're saying there, like how Legolas doesn't ever have any lines where he talks about being in love with Tario. Um, I think they brought her back and they they mentioned scenes where like where the king mentions, Oh, Legolas is very fond of you. Yeah, and they that's mention it. that. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, you're right. Legolas never mentions it, but other people do. And then the way they shoot it and the way they do the music makes you think Yeah, this that's just oh, all the like manipulating that. of making them think making the audience think, Oh, there's something there between them. But there really never was. Yeah, because even like how it ends, it's like it's Because like, if he okay, let's say Legolas like really did her. have feelings for yeah. her. Well, it was very easy for him just to up and leave. I have to leave. I'm not going back to with you, Dad. And, he, yeah. you know, like, he didn't really have... He just left her with Keeley's body. So it's like... He didn't, he didn't, he didn't like he really, really seem like he cared. Like, I think he cared as, like, you know, she's... She's sad. She's a... Well, that she's, like, another... He's a, She's an elf, and he's, like, a comrade kind of a thing. Yeah. But not anything more no uh, yeah that no i agree with you there because yeah his dad's just like go find aragorn he's yeah, like pretty much okay, yeah go find aragorn. i'll go do that yeah which i just realized i'm like if you hadn't seen the extended editions you'd be very confused like wait aragorn's alive like because this is 60 years before the lord of the rings so for anyone who doesn't know aragorn he's technically like 80 years old in the lord of the rings mm, so I think. he's like 20 when he'd probably be like 20 yeah but yeah aragorn lives a long time because he has elvish blood in him he's, it's he's a halfy yeah half kind of <laughs> i don't need to explain it here no <laughs> go look it he's, up i did not even half not even you half he's out. probably what like an eighth or something probably but he has enough in him to where yeah he it prolongs his life it prolongs his life um because i remember i hadn't seen the extended editions when i first saw this movie and so when they mentioned Strider, I was like, wait, how would he be alive? And then I figured it out. Right. But, um... But no, but I... Yeah. But yeah, I again, with the love triangle, I didn't think Orlando's... I didn't think Legolas was necessary. I did actually like the Keeley and... Was it Thriel? Tariel. Tariel's. Tariel. I did like that because... Yeah. it Because of the, you know, animosity and the the hatred between elves and dwarves mm-hmm. i was kind of like nice to be like well there's an elf and a dwarf who like each other a like sexy dwarf because <laughs> he doesn't look weird like the other dwarves no but i was like well that, like kind of as an example of you know you guys don't have to hate each other kind of right. thing you guys can get along and like i thought yeah. maybe that that would kind of help bring the two armies together it's like if they can do like you guys need to work together kind of a mm-hmm. thing but I was very mad that Keely died. I was very I mad that Feely. Thorin dies and Feely dies. I was yeah. like, I once when Feely died, I was upset, but I was like, okay, something has to go wrong. Yeah, it's we like, have to there lose. There has to be some stakes. Some somebody has to get lost because mm-hmm. the whole because t- we've had all the doors. They're all fine. Yeah. So I was like, okay, poor Feely is the one that has to take it. But then, but, yeah. but then they freaking kill off Keely too. I was like, "What well, is the point of that?" And then they kill Thor. And then they kill Thor. I was like, "This is dumb." Yeah. And but then you were like, "Well, this is all in the books." <laughs> so like, oh, okay. Do you wanna do you wanna be a super upset right now? Oh no. Uh, so, so. Oh no. Oh no. So in the book, because I have read the book. Uh, <laughs> um, so when the battle begins, the whole book is from Bilbo's point of view. Right. So when the battle begins, you remember when he's fighting with, um, I can't remember his name, the guy from Outlander. They're fighting, and then the one orc comes up and knocks Bilbo out. Yes. In the book, that happens a lot earlier, and Bilbo misses the whole battle. 
And then he's told about the battle afterwards. Oh. So after he wakes up, he it's basically again, I was like, oh, yeah, Philly and Kelly are dead and uh, Thorne's dying. So you might want to go say your goodbyes. <laughs> That's literally what happened. Well, I guess I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think he's like the first. Oh, the Eagles show up. He's like, the Eagles are coming. Then he gets knocked out. Mm. We're in- that was interesting because the Eagles showed up twice where I thought the Eagles never interfered. Yeah, no, they show they show up when I guess it seems like it's something necessary. very dire is happening. Like, oh, if this goes wrong, you know, this is going to be very bad for everyone in the world. So that's when the Eagles will show up. But again, it is kind of a weird thing because it's like, couldn't the Eagles have just flown them to... Yeah, when they got the rescued by the Eagles the first time, I was like, why stop there? Let's I just know. take them all the way. Yeah. And it, they don't really justify it in the movie. In the book, it's they get rescued by the Eagles, and then the Eagles take them to their nest. Right. And they have a whole conversation with the Eagles because they can talk in the books. And they're like, well, what is this nonsense? We don't want to get involved in this. And then they drop them off somewhere. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. The, the Eagles have always kind of been, like, the problem part of Tolkien lore. Because it's like, because then everyone's like, well, we'll just get the Eagles. We just do the Eagles. We just do that, and it's like, well, it's not really. Uh, it's a whole thing. I don't really want to get into it right now. But yeah, the Eagles show up at the end and save the day, and all our favorite dwarves die. <laughs> I know. Well, except the big guy, the big fat dwarf. What do you really like? Well, that I don't even know his name, but he just never spoke. But he had that infinity beard, and it was he was just funny. Yeah, that, I think I was gonna say it's the beginning, but I forgot. But um. I do appreciate how these movies... I mean, obviously, they have to bring back some actors. Like, you gotta bring back Ian McKellen to play Gandalf. You gotta bring back uh, Kate Blanchett to play Galadriel. Yeah, but she did very well. That woman doesn't age. No. Hugo Weaving as... um, uh, Elrond. Elrond, thank you. And also... Yeah, Christopher Lee. They filmed these, like, right before he passed away. Wow. I I mean, he looked really old in these movies, you can tell. Yeah. Well, also, Legolas, like, you can tell, like, you... Yeah. You, he looks great, but you can tell he if you're older. if you're comparing. You're like you're clearly older, you're, which is funny because you're supposed to be younger. But it, it's fine. And you're an elf. And you're an elf. And you're not supposed to age at all. Lee Pace as the king of the elves. Oh, Tadriel or something. I don't remember. Legolas' his father. Yeah, Legolas' his father. He he was quite intimidating. That guy. He was good and. Oddly enough, like, because you kept mentioning throughout the whole time, you're like, what's this king's problem? What's his deal? And I just kept there. I was just thinking, no, I'm kind of on his side for a lot of this stuff. Like, I get why he's. I think he was just coming off as cold and mean. Yeah. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I get that. Because he does come off a little, like, cold. Well, especially and when it came. I think when it came to, like, the dwarves and then when it came to, like, fighting. But he finally was like, okay, yeah, yeah. like do it but i don't know well so do you want to know why i mean there's a lot of reasons but do you want to know why the biggest reason why the elves and dwarves hate each other why well so in the first age of tolkien lore of middle earth of arda whatever you want to call it don't hate me there's a lot of things you could call it um king thingal he was kind of like one of the first high king of the elves who stayed in middle earth after the elves had awakened Again, it's a whole thing. But basically, he got in possession of a Silmaril, which was like a very special jewel to the elves. And he had the dwarves make it into like a, I can't remember, like a crown or like a necklace or something to wear. And it, they were basically like arguing over it of like who had possession of it. And Thingol started calling the dwarves a bunch of names. And then the dwarves killed him. Yeah, and that, now again, these were these were not apparently nice dwarves. These were mean dwarves, but still, that's that kind of started. And I might be wrong, but I think that is kind of where it starts the animosity between elves and dwarves, because then the word of that spread. And so the king, the elf king in this movie, he was a part of those people. He would have been part of like King Thingol's people at that time. So I can understand why he doesn't hate why he hates the dwarves. And just a lot of the things he says of, like, you know, when Tariel's, like, in love with the dwarf and he's being all mean to her and cuts her bow in half and whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm kind of on his side. He's kind of right. I understand. He just wants to preserve his people and, 
because he's seen a lot of terrible things. It's like, yeah, I get it. So, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. But then at the end, he was like, because he's like, your love's not real. You're yeah. being dumb. Yeah. And then he's, he, she's like, that one thing that she did that was a little too over the top when she was all like, why does this hurt so oh, much? Oh, gosh, I know. It's Like, horrible. make it stop, why it please. Why so much? Like, the way uh. she was, I, that's the part where I said, instead of being loud about it, I think she should have been, like, whispering about it. Yeah. Like, a little more, like, like she's just, like. Why does it hurt so <laughs> well, like, just more like, you know, if she's, like, she's in so much distraught and pain that she doesn't have enough to, like, you know, yell or she's just, like, this is awful. Kind yeah, of. that was a little and much. It was a little much. And then he's, like, well, because it was real. Like, your love was real. Wasn't that great? And then she's, <laughs> like, well, okay, cool. Yeah, great. That doesn't help. But it was kind of, like, for him that was good because yeah. she was accusing him as like you don't know love you don't know anything but then at the end when legolas is leaving i like even though he, I, he couldn't say it but i think in his way he was saying like oh i love you son kind of a thing when he was yeah. saying like your mother loved you very much yeah. and i think he meant like i do too but mm-hmm. he's not gonna say it but i i didn't rewatch him this time i didn't mind legolas being in these movies because technically he would have been there he was an elf of Mirkwood, which is like that isn't tolkien lore it's just that Tolkien hadn't invented him as a character yet, so that's just why he's not in the Hobbit. But it wouldn't—he would have been there, so it does make no, sense. No, I don't mind that he's in it. I like I said, I just think the love triangle wasn't necessary. But I—I no. I, was nice to see him and his character and yeah. him being him. Yeah, he's talking to Gloin. Who is what is this? That's me, we son Gimli. That oh, was cute. I was I'm like a little well, nod. I'm gonna be his friend someday. Yeah, a little <laughs> nod to Gimli and yeah, him and his friendship. I was like, I like that. Uh, Tario's actually not a character in the book. I didn't know if you. Yeah, no, I know they they created her for yeah. this. Yeah. The, I don't think actually, if you read the Hobbit book, there's like no women characters, which I don't think was Tolkien's purpose. That's just kind of what happened. Every it's just it's just a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. fighting over gold uh <laughs> ain't that the way <laughs> yeah but yeah they invented tariel and then of course they include galadriel because i she, i think she would have been present but she wasn't like again invented yet for the the book or whatever um but yeah i i, I would say rewatching them i don't hate them yeah like i said it's a man like they're they're men. they're a fun time like a you know yeah, it's like okay let's Let's sit back and have some popcorn and watch this crazy film that has all much all this action and fast paced movements. And right. it's, it's a little much, but it's like oh, it's, but there's other parts that you like, and it's just being in that in the Lord of the Rings world again. Yeah. That's that's what people love. That's what's enjoyable about them is just being back at you know the Shire and has seen the Hobbits right. and having seen the majestic elves and the creepy ugly. D- orcs and you know the we're not here to yuck people's yum <laughs> or are we <laughs> well i'm just saying like you know it's just being back in that world that's what people love this may not have been the best portrayal of it just with the reasons we described but all in all it's a meh but you know it could have been worse yeah and and i think it's also it's good for if you've only seen the lord of the rings films you haven't really explored much of what happened to Bilbo prior to it. And then it's like you watch these, you're like, oh, so he did all of this. Yeah. It wasn't just him going off while he finds the ring and whatever. It's like, yo, this is where you learn all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that, that's cool. But I would honestly say, like, yeah, if you're going to watch these, don't watch them first. Watch The Lord of the Rings first and then watch these films. Yes. Um. Yeah. But I would definitely say after watching these, it kind of makes me want to watch Lord of the Rings again. <laughs> so, well, yeah, because like I said, it brings you back into that back world, in world, and you wanna you wanna experience that. Yeah. Um, so overall, you said out of a yucky yum, this is my pick. So we'll 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 say Phantom Thread for next month. I almost said Thread. Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. That's how they would say it in Middle Earth. Yes. We'd go watch Phantom Thread. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, this was my pick. 
It was three films, but I guess we could count it as one because it does basically feel like one long. It is one long film. story. Yeah. It's a. Uh, I'm trying to think. I guess a yum ish to me. I it's guess, like right in the middle. Yeah, it's in the middle. It's. I guess it's leaning it's towards hard. more yum than yuck. Because that's what a meh is. A meh. It's, it's like, hard. Eh, it's all right. Like, it's, all I, right. it's not awful like i guess if you gave it to me i'd eat it but i don't love it yeah if you had to pick if you couldn't do a meh if i couldn't do a meh you couldn't do a meh which way would you go i guess a yum i guess a yum yeah i guess i'd have to go a yum because it's everyone's gonna be so mad at us why how could you do that (laughs) no i don't think so i think they'll understand yeah well i think with the rings of power it's gonna be like like how like how people love the prequel Star Wars films now because everyone hates the new stuff. It's gonna be like that. Everyone's gonna hate the Rings of Power, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, the films are actually quite brilliant films if you look at them. The the way that they filmed them is pretty ahead of its time, even though it looks like crap." <laughs> yeah, and just also like just seeing all that CGI, and then it cuts to just Bilbo and Gandalf going back to the Shire. And it's like, you know, like the natural landscapes. I was like, oh my gosh, there's oh, real stuff. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, the wide hurt. landscape shots of the movie are really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything more to say. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. Oh, just one last thing. What did you think of Radagast? <laughs> I liked him. Yeah, he was fun. He was quirky and weird. Yeah. But I liked him. I like that they included him because yeah, I don't think you see much of him in the books at all. So I think it's cool that they kind of put him in It is cool to see Gandalf interact with another wizard. Another wizard. Another weird animal wizard, man. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it, babe. That's it. Usually you would have a pick for the next one, but I don't know if you do. I don't think I do at this particular moment in time. Do I? (laughs) That's fine. I know you have a list, but. I do have a list. It would be nice if I could just like put out like. All right, people, vote. Top three. Which one do you want to do next? Right. Which one do you want us to talk about? Yeah. And suffer through, possibly. (laughs) All right, everybody. So this is the part where if you want to listen to more podcasts about all the stuff we've talked about up until this point, you can find our podcast at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to give us a shout out on our Instagram, don't yuck my yum pod, or send us an email at don't yuck my yum pod at gmail.com. That's it. That's all the things. All the things. You did all the things, babe. I did. Good job. I love you. <laughs> love you too. Have we ever said that on this podcast? I don't think so. Oh, wow. Well, we do love each other. I hope people know that. I think they do. Okay, cool. All right, guys, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.